What's up, guys, and welcome back to the podcast. I'm Frankie. And I'm Alex. And together, we are FNA Van Life. This is the podcast where every week we bring you news from the nomadic community or interviews with other nomads so you can know what it's really like to live life on the road. And today, we have two amazing guests. We have Lisa and Jamie coming on the podcast. If you guys can, please tell us a little bit about yourself, where we could find you, and like what got you into Van Life. Thank you so much, Frankie and Alex. We are on Instagram, YouTube, and Facebook under a.van.degroot. What's the name of our van, Jamie? Gertie. Yes. Short for Gertrude, after my grandmother. Oh. Right. So that's where it came from. We picked that name because we, when Jamie and I got married, we picked the same wedding anniversary as my grandparents. We had no idea that that was the date. So... In honor of her, we named the van after her because we shared the same wedding date. That's yeah. beautiful. Yeah. That's so sweet. <laughs> <laughs> That's very sweet. So let me ask you this. We just spent the last weekend mm-hmm. uh, with the Van Life Canada community. Did I say that right? Van Life Community Canada? Canada? I mixed That's them up. Nuts. I got them yeah. a little backwards. <laughs> There's also a Facebook page for Van Life Community Canada. Yes, exactly. Yes. And we've met so many lovely people this weekend. Unbelievable. And you guys are kind of like the ringleaders of this whole thing. So, you know, I don't know how many Canadian Van Lifers we've had on the podcast. Uh, not too many, that's for sure. Yeah, so... Not yet, right? Yeah, we're mm-hmm. working on it. Yes. This will be first of many, right? Yes. So why don't you tell us a little bit about the community and how you guys got involved with that. And sure. then maybe like how the events are coming and where people can find them if they want to come. That's right. So Van Life Community Canada was a conversation with another couple who are full-time in their van, Kay Janelli. And we, we both were... I'm going to say afflicted by another community. And so we just decided, let's start one together. We so. switched teams. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Some rivalries. Yeah. Well, it was. It was just like, you know what? Let's just open van, this up. Van life drama. Yeah. Uh-oh. Let's just open it up more to, we're of an older generation, you know, so to be inclusive with everybody, no matter age, no matter type of vehicle, uh, and across Canada. So the page focuses mostly on no, the nomadic community in Canada. Um, if you're traveling overseas, we'll feature some, you know, your stories and stuff in there too. But it's kind of to bring the Canadian community together. Um, since we started that with Kay Janelli, uh, they're still working full time. So they asked me to take over the moderation, uh, moderating of the Van Life Community Canada page. So it's on Facebook. It's on Instagram. Um, and there's some chat groups in there. Great dialogue. Uh, even, you know, the questions people put on the Van Life Community. And it's amazing how much participation we get from the community helping each other. Yeah, I don't want to take away from no. the fact that this is an amazing community, but I do want to speak a little bit on that drama aspect because sure. I don't need to know who it is or what it is or anything like that, but I want people to know that like 
van life just like any other lifestyle isn't perfect you know that's and you're right. gonna oh, you're not. gonna have these dramas you're gonna mm-hmm. have these things that come up um you know they, i feel like they don't happen that often not often at all yeah mm-hmm. but but it happens you yes. know so just the people out there listening yes. we like to we like to tell you about everything that's when it comes right. to <laughs> van life so yeah. you know it's it's just part of the lifestyle exactly mm-hmm. and yeah. i think it can find a while or take a while to find your tribe too exactly because you yeah. might go to an event or something and maybe you're parked around people and you're like wow these are not my people Mm -hmm. you know what i mean Mm -hmm. and that's fine we're all humans we all have different interests different backgrounds different you know experiences and so if you do have that experience Mm -hmm. you know don't give up on the community altogether maybe you just need a different meetup or a different group of people or a different you know even just a different individual Mm -hmm. to kind of welcome you into the fold that's right and so with the Van Life Community Canada page last year we did a few meetups and we couldn't believe how successful they were. We try to keep them a little, um, not more than like between 25, 30 vans, um, just to bring the community together a little more. Uh, we've been to a few of the big ones, you know, Fiesta and that, and it, it's it's fantastic to see so many people gather together. It really blows your mind that there's so many of us out there. But uh, on a smaller scale, it's nice to get together like this too, you know? Well, I so- think that... Um- you can you can develop relationships with a small group of people. Mm-hmm. Whereas if it's too many people, you sit and you go, oh, I, I don't even know who that is. I forget his name. Yeah. And like you don't have time to talk to everybody. And then, then I feel bad that I've, I left people out and and how did they feel about that? Yeah, for sure. So, like where we met, for instance, exactly. we went to, uh, what was it called again? Tiny, Tiny, Tiny Home Fest. Fest right? yes. And Tiny Home Fest, there was a lot more people and a lot more rigs. So and many. like, I didn't get to meet half those people. Exactly. And like, as much as they're fun to be able to like see different rigs mm-hmm. and, you know, it's more of like a passing by high That's right. than like a really like intimate like, mm-hmm. hey, what's up? What's going on in your life? Yes. You know, let's yeah. work through some stuff together. Mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of the time van life becomes like kind of like a therapy session. Yes. It, like because we get to get it's things true. off our chest. Yes. That, yes. You know, maybe we we like to call them normies. Yes. But like <laughs> the normies in our lives just don't get it. Get it. So no. it's, it's a very easy to talk to one another. Yeah. And I think that's why we have so much love and respect for each other. Right. Like in this community in general. Yeah. And like Alex said, you know, when you talked about so many people, you didn't get to really ch- chat with everybody. But the, the smaller one gets you to kind of meet your tribe. You know, you, you'll yeah. connect because you have that commonality of the nomadic lifestyle. You get it, you mm-hmm. know, and you'll definitely find, you know, um, people. But like last year when we did, we had uh, so many new people that came into it were hesitant and you know i would chat with them and say you know come we're a good community you know if it is you don't you can leave kind Mm -hmm. of thing you know but everybody was there we're so thankful that they came and uh and again you develop these friendships as you're traveling and as you're traveling if you're somewhere you might know that's where such and such is i should see if they're around you know so that's what's so nice about it Mm -hmm. we've definitely most of our like really good van life relationships have been people that we've met at meetups and then we meet them again and then you meet again and then you're oh we're both in sedona like let's hang out and so it really brings it together. Yeah, so yeah. we're excited to start connecting with more of these Canadian van lifers and meeting them on the road. And yeah, there's a reason why you're back in Canada, eh? Right. Yeah. <laughs> Good place. I, we, we seem to tell people a lot now that that we have more van life friends than we do 
actual friends before we got a van. And I like our van life friends better. <laughs> oh, yeah. Jamie, Don't worry, said, your not van life friends won't listen to this podcast. Yeah, that's true. It's yeah. very much a van life podcast. Yeah. 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 So just for some context, we are sitting in the van right now, um, our new old van. Right. So I don't know if you can hear the, anything like that going on, um, but if it does start to downpour, you might hear a little bit of a... Like a like a raindrop noise machine background, which is special effects. Yes, <laughs> which is like one of my favorite parts about van life, especially like last night sleeping in that rain was out of control. Great, yeah. And I didn't even want to wake up. I like I wanted to wake up this morning, but like I also wanted to like stay in bed. Yes, and it's just a, like it's relax. The best sleep of it your is. Brains. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's yeah. just one of those mornings you just want to cozy up and mm-hmm. not really do anything, you know. Yeah. Until she, until she says. Uh, are you making coffee? <laughs> <laughs> and then you're like, okay, I'm getting up. Yeah, no, <laughs> Let's get into your story. Right. <laughs> Where do we begin? Uh, April 1978, I emigrated from England to Canada, and we met at McDonald's um, probably about a month after that, maybe, or... I remember it was towards the end of April, you started working at McDonald's. And we met. And we met at McDonald's Flipping Burgers. So you both were working at McDonald's yes. together, so you're on yeah. the same team? Yeah. Yes. Wow. So I was 17, <laughs> and you were, what? 15. I'm going to be 16 in July. Very cute. And I, went for, I went for the younger woman. <laughs> <laughs> so it happened to be, I started working at McDonald's in March with his cousin, David, and cute, blondie, blue-eyed, little guy (laughs) anyway so David and I kind of connected you know and and we kind of liked each other but he was a little slow in the take and uh, no offense to David (laughs) Jamie doesn't talk that we don't even know where David is anymore oh my goodness actually he's in Vancouver somewhere but anyway uh, and then Jamie came on board not soon after he he immigrated uh, to Canada and um Anyway, it was a lot of fun working at McDonald's back then. We used to have a lot of social um, activities for the teams. You know, we'd all go and play volleyball, go bowling, go to the beach, go stuff like soccer. soccer. Yeah. And so. Barbecues at people's houses. Yeah. So back then we would. A lot different. We became close friends. So, you know, when David and I thought we were dating, Jamie was there, you know, hanging out. Well, and I was stuff. like the third wheel. We, yes. Wow. <laughs> she, he would walk her home to her house and I'd be like 10 feet behind. <laughs> so basically you're telling me that Jamie like bait and switched. Yes. Yeah, yeah. That's, what, that's really what happened. Let's be yeah. real about this. He wasn't as quiet as David. So anyway. Uh, the next thing you know, in December of that year, we started dating. Because we realized 15th. we were really good friends, laughed, got along well. And then December 15th, 1978 was our and first she's date. She's a Leaf fan, too. Yeah. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. So, that's amazing. And uh, we continued working at McDonald's for a bit. And mm-hmm. then as soon as Jamie started to get up in management, I, I kind of moved to another uh, location because they didn't want us working together. And I eventually left working at McDonald's and went and worked somewhere else, but it's it's solidified. That's so you're worse. telling me that McDonald's did something right. That's yes, right. They that's did. right. Do <laughs> you still eat there? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's not the it's same, like that, though. It's like that craving. Yeah, yeah. Oh. It's in your blood now. Oh, yes. it is. You probably had so many burgers in your life. Oh, my gosh, oh. yeah. Back then, you used to have to 
cut like fresh onions and I hated doing that. And he would come back after he was flipping his bread, he'd come back, okay, can you give me the knife? And he cut, cut up all the, the onions, onions for me. Oh. We weren't, dating, oh, we weren't dating then, yeah. but he would just come and do it for me. You know? Is he still sweet like that to you? Yes. All right, good. Yes, good. he is. I know he likes to act a little rough around the edges, but we all know he's a, he's a softy inside. No, he takes good care of me still. He's like you know? the he's like the soft serve machine, right? Yeah, that's right. Yes. <laughs> Always yeah. broken. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, when it when it's working, it's all good, you know. But most of the time, it's broken. Yeah. And then we got married in June. What's our date? Eighty two. Twenty six. June twenty sixth. Yeah, nineteen eighty two. So I was two weeks short of my twentieth birthday, and he Jamie was twenty one. So we've been together that long. 45 mm. years. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah. That's uh, incredible, honestly. Thank like, congratulations. When, um, when we were walking down the aisle <laughs> after we got married, we could hear people in the, in the, in the seats saying, I don't remember hearing oh, it. Oh, oh, they're too young. That's never going to work. Mm. I'll never forget that. Yeah. yeah. I didn't hear it, but you said yeah. you heard it. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, you know what? You proved those doubters wrong. <laughs> yes, hate is right. going to hate. Hate is going to hate. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> so, obviously, some years have passed between now and then. That's right. Um, so, what was kind of leading up to you getting into the van? That was, that was my fault. <laughs> um, I started watching the whole tiny house movement, and I would watch, like, hour upon hour, and she'd be sitting there going... Can we watch something? I said, no, you've got to get into it. This is the way to go now. We need to go tiny, minimalistic. At least 10 years of listening Oh, to at that, least yeah. 10 years, driving her crazy. And then we'd, we'd, go, we'd go to the, um, the trade shows and go look at the motorhomes yeah. and the tiny homes. And I'm like, we can do this. And she's like, I am not living in anything like this. I like my house. I'm like, okay, okay. But I, I just kept going on and on and on. And we camped with the kids. Yes. You know, so we did a lot of outdoorsy stuff. But, but I'd never pulled a caravan or never done anything. Trailers, never done anything like that. So I think finally there was a, there was a tiny home um, cabinscape. Yeah, yeah, there was a tiny home rental. And we decided, an Airbnb, yeah. an Airbnb, and we decided to go rent it. It was it was too tiny. It was only a twenty foot trailer. It was like I think it was one hundred and sixty square feet. It had loft beds. It was nice. It was snowy. It was by the lake, and you know we had Romantic. a fire. Yes, it was nice. Composting toilet, and I'm like, I think I can poop in that bag. You know, that's <laughs> easy. And had a shower, um, but it was the whole the beds. Yeah. So um, as we're she's getting like, on in her yeah, age, I, I said so. to him. Can you see us at 60 climbing up and down the ladder to get up to bed and come back down, use the washroom back up and forth? So I said, no. Nah. So then we found van life and that we never turned back. We just saw that. We liked the flexibility of it. And I said, OK. Actually, we went out to Napa Valley to a music festival out there and rented um, a camper van there, one of the escape camper vans, I think it was. Yeah, so a, a you. A Kono line. Yeah. Just a window small, van. A small you got a place in the bed. Yeah, yeah you, the table turned in the bed. You cooked at the kitchen at the back. But we had a blast in it. And so when I, we did that, I thought, okay. I can do this, you know. By then, our boys are older now. They're independent. And so it was a little easier for me to say, okay. Because now when the kids were home and he started doing that, I'm like, no, we're not doing it with kids, you know. But 
Because she it's said, doable. she said to me, well, yeah, I'd like a tiny home, but I said, yeah, but I, I don't want to drive it around. I just want to park it somewhere. So what's the point of having a tiny home with wheels on it? Yeah. And that's when I said, oh, yeah, good point. Yeah. <laughs> so, OK, so let's go look at some vans. Yeah. So let me start, you know, Googling van life. And then I'm like, holy cow, this is really cool because I'm not big on the conventional um, off their line camper vans. They're yeah. very yeah. Yeah. cheaply made. Yes, cheaply made. And, and they, like, I don't know what it is about like the swooshy like oh, artwork. Like, isn't that my pet peeve? <laughs> that thing on the outside? Like why? Does it make it? Do they think that's cool? Because you guys. It's dynamic. It, yes. it, 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 it makes looks, it drive faster. Yes. There you go. If I saw one that was done in camo, I'd be like, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, Not yeah. that swooshy stuff, yeah. Yeah, yeah and I, I mean, I agree with you. Um, but what I w wonder is, like, so for you, it was a little bit harder to get you to agree with van life, Lisa, it, and or just with, like, the this type of living, like the tiny home yes, style. Yes, yes. When was the moment that, like, other than the escape van, where you were like, you know what, I'll try the escape van yes. experience? So one thing um, growing up, you know, with expectations from family, you know, you go to school, you get married, you have kids, you buy the house with the white pick fence and you live happily ever after. So I had always said, Jamie, no, like, I don't know if we could do this. Like, I would love to have a home base, which we could still do. But at the time, it was like, no, we're not going to go full time. We're just going to travel and so on and so forth. And then when I started seeing more online with families actually doing it full time, I'm like, okay, it's doable. It's something I know we both enjoy. You know, he figured out that, okay, she's on board now. And uh, once I got on board, I didn't look back. I just looked at the freedom of it, of the uh, ability to pull up somewhere and open your doors, embrace the outdoors. And I'm very much like you, Frankie, talk to everybody, very community driven because I like that um, you know you gain the friendships you gain community and you're there to kind of support each other um, when we lived in neighborhoods sometimes you know <laughs> I never forget my one neighbor saying to me no yeah, <laughs> you know when people want to know something just go ask Lisa she knows everything that's <laughs> because I talk to everybody in the neighborhood you know so I'm like oh okay what, so now with this talk to everybody <laughs> Like, yeah. Like, why? Like, because I want to know what they're doing. Yeah. Why? Like, <laughs> I mean, she has interests, you know, yes. like I feel the same way. I, it's not that I necessarily care what they're doing, but like yeah. maybe something that they're doing might pique my interest in something that like I might want to do. Yes. You yes. know, and, and you help them. Yes. In some kind of way. And, that's, able to and that's ways you're going to be missing out on something. So, yeah. 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 So maybe whole, we both get FOMO very easily. Um, for, yeah, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we're just realizing now is that we both get FOMO. <laughs> like, yeah. oh, they're, they're gone and I wonder what they're planting. Yeah, Should I join right. them? Yes. <laughs> Can I come help you plant? <laughs> but yeah, no. So it's uh, and then like I'm the first one I'm going to say in my family that's doing something like this. Did my family think I was a little off? Um, my mother wanted to come with us. 
<laughs> like, really? yeah, she's like, can I come travel with you? Take me to Arizona, you know, things like that. This is as she, you know, later on in life. But she worked her whole life to provide for us and all that. But um, I think what she liked is the freedom as well to, to get mm -hmm. in there and travel. Our boys think it's cool. They're glad we're doing it. So that makes it a lot easier because we have met people, you know, like where we've been parked up. This lady had come and knocked on our door and she said, you guys, this is van life. Right? She goes, I was so close to doing this. I've got like, she bought the fans. She bought like it's everything to do a van, hoping to get her husband on board. And he refused, you know, so... To see that and hear that, you know, like one person has that dream, but the other one is not on board. And she says, I, I'm putting it off because he does not want to do it. So let me ask you this then. Do you think that for that woman, maybe her best thing would be to just say, you know what, I'm, I'm going for it. I'm just going to go enjoy this and do it myself for the time being. And if you decide you want to join me, yeah. that's up to you. Yeah. So you I, I said to her, you know, it's still something you could do. You don't have to do it full time. But she was there with three of her sisters. I said, grab your sister and go, you know, like and just embrace the road and come mm -hmm. back. And she goes, ah, you know, so she was hesitant. Mm -hmm. Anyway, we gained a follower. <laughs> That's what it's really all about, guys. No, no, no. no. Just kidding. Yeah, she, she always, she'll make comments, send us messages and just say, you know, she was so glad yeah. to meet us and she's following us and so on and, and loves what we're doing. But she, but she invested so much time. time like she yeah. knew so much stuff yeah. about a van. Yeah. yeah. You you would be like, but where's your van? Yeah, right. Yeah. She knew everything. Yeah. Because even and her it, sister says we'd be driving down the road, and she goes, "That's a van life. I can tell. It's got two Max Air fans. It's got the ladder on the back. It's got." It's a it's a it's a Ram Pro machine. Yeah, she knew every model. Twenty five hundred. Yeah. Yeah. So she really did her research. Yeah. Like yeah. she took her time and her energy to yes. like put towards this like dream and goal that she had. I I, I guess I just want to say to the audience out there, like you know, when you find a partner, I think what you want to find in the partner is kind of like what we all found, yes. right? Somebody who's going to, you know, maybe you have to like help them along, yes. you know, to get to that yep. point. But like your partner should at least be open to the aspect of like, hey, how do I help my partner have their dream come true? Exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Or at least trying it with you or something. I think, you know, a big thing when you don't have that support from your friends and family and they don't get it, it makes it harder for you to make so, the leap. That's so And true. so you have to be a really independent person yeah. who's going to like go for it exactly. all by yourself feeling yeah. like yeah. you know obviously once you get on the road you find the people you find yeah. other people doing it you run into people in parking lots you start yes, spotting yes, the bands yeah. but like if nobody in your life has any context of it mm -hmm. and they're all like crapping all over your idea mm -hmm. it makes it so hard yeah. to want to do it exactly yeah yeah and and for me like Alex was that person in my life she helped like make my dreams come true like for me when we first got on our first date yes. you know I told her I was going to travel I'm like, don't get attached. But at the same time, if you want to come, you know, feel free, yeah. uh, you know, kind of jokingly. And then like, here we are and have having a baby now, too. So yes, it's like, right. you yes, know, yes. it's went full circle. But yes. um, but realistically, when that happened, my goal was to snowboard as many mountains as mm -hmm. I could in my life. Yes. And in order to make that dream a possibility, Alex had to come into my life. Like if it wasn't for her, yes. I would I would have probably done something, mm -hmm. but not to this extent. And like. Like, she's every reason why we're out here today. Yes. Every reason why, you know, I was able to 
you know, succeed in my dreams of being able to snowboard over 70 mountains in a single yes, season, you know, and, an and amazing accomplishment. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. I appreciate yeah. that. But like, if it wasn't for Alex, mm -hmm. that does not happen, yeah, yeah. you know? So I'm super grateful for my partner. Mm -hmm. She's the reason for all of our success, yeah, you know? Yeah. So I want to say well, thank you for good. that. But also I <laughs> yeah. feel like I wouldn't be on the road if it wasn't for your idea and your like spark of thought, because exactly, I would yeah. probably still just be working the same job in New York city. Cause it was good. It paid well. Yeah. It was solid I was like fine I had an apartment I had friends I had the whole thing and like yeah I didn't really like love being in New York City and I kind of wanted to get out but I had no idea like how, how to make to that happen yeah, yeah. or what that would even look like yeah. like maybe it would just look like moving back to Toronto okay. and getting a job in Toronto and yes. doing the same thing in Toronto you That's know what right. I mean Yeah. so yeah. if it wasn't for your idea then, you know be I think when we talk about commonality we Jamie and I have always loved music so when this idea of doing van life came up, I said, van life, music festivals. <gasps> we can go to as many music festivals as we can. And when we when we rented that Econoline out in Napa Valley, it was to a music festival. Sweet. Yeah. So and if anybody's out there, Bottle Rock, usually in May. Best music festival yes. ever. Whoa. We're, this yeah. is not a paid, uh, what do you call it? A sponsorship? <laughs> sponsorship. No, not sponsorship. But so, if you'd like to sponsor us, feel yeah, free that, to come definitely. on over. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it was the, the whole idea of getting to many music festivals. And I thought, okay, this would be a good retirement journey, you know, like cool. get in the van and travel. So we did the one in Napa Valley, loved it. I came back then and thought, okay, I will embrace this. And so then COVID hit, right? Mm. So the music festivals were put on hold. But this year, we're hitting two of them. Hell yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. I, I, I don't even remember where they are. No. I will tell you where to go. Ocean City, Maryland. That's the one in September. And Martha's Vineyard. Yes. In? Nantucket. Oh, no, it's in Martha's Vineyard, but it's the end of August. So okay. we're going to be heading out. Um, I just drive. Yeah. 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 I feel you. Me too. Yeah. yeah so there you go. Very it's nice. happening. Good. And in between that, we have to fit in our son's band, who's playing shows all the time. What's the name of his band? Rust. Rust. Yeah, yeah. If you're into heavy metal and the <laughs> screaming, <laughs> check them out. They're Perfect. good. <laughs> so let me ask you, what was the process of like downsizing your lives and getting into the van because obviously you had the house the white picket fence the whole like Ex everything set up the way that you know society tells you that it needs yes, to be yes and so you've made this decision you're gonna go for it but so what did that actually look like for well, you i know what it was for me because i had a revelation right. when i went on tour with my son um for the van's warp tour and i drove the I drove the band. I drove the bandwagon with the band and all the equipment for nine weeks through the states, and I lived out of a suitcase for nine weeks. And I was like, "This is easy. I can do this." And it wasn't a big deal. The crazy part is that was just a suitcase you were living in. Yes. So like you a really suitcase. had like the bare minimum. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I got a bigger suitcase now. Yeah. But that made me realize that I don't need anything. I just Not don't. Much no, anymore. no. Yeah. I need yeah. very little. Yeah. Yes. A more than a suitcase now. Yeah. Yeah. Jamie, I tend to hang on to things and memories a little more. That's no, no, not much. So that's why we still have a little 10 by 10 storage unit of stuff that I slowly getting rid of. But when we um, decided to sell our house and downsize, we were we were already living tiny. We never really had big homes. 
thousand square foot homes at the most. And, yeah. So you remember that whole Marie Kondo. Does this bring uh, you joy? Yes. <laughs> yes. We did a lot of that. Yes. And so we would well, I like Jimmy would be at work, I'd be home and be like looking at little ornaments and stuff, thinking, okay, I can get rid of that. I can get rid of that. So it was a it was a process over months of just thinning out everything. And uh, sometimes I would take things and put it in the garage. Yeah. Like over the years, and, and let's say I go back into the garage a year later, I'm thinking, I haven't touched that. Okay, now I can put it to the curb. It's easy. Some people can just get rid of it right away, but it was That's a me. process for me. Yeah, same do. for me. Alex yeah. was Alex was more like, let's just get rid of it. For me, it was like, well, I might need this cord. For me, it was like electronical cords, yeah. which I understand a little bit why now, because like there are some times where I'm like, Oh, that's what that cord went to. <laughs> that's right. And I'm like, well, I guess I could buy a new one, I, you know, but it is more yeah, of a process I to go. I only care about two things, my vinyl albums and my cookbooks. The rest of it, I couldn't care less. I mean, that's great, though. Yeah. Because, like, you already have that minimal, like, mindset. Yeah. So, for me, it was, like, it was, I had the idea of, like, what minimalism could be, mm -hmm. but, like, it... I didn't realize how much I was holding on to things. Right. You know? Yeah. And once again, having that person in your corner to like help you get rid of it. And the rule was if I haven't used it in six months, it has to go. It has to go. Exactly. Mm -hmm. The other, the other, um, you know, how you set New Year's resolution. <laughs> so we saw this one that said for the month, for a month, every day. So one, two, three. So get rid of one thing. On January the and 1st. so Jamie and I took that challenge to say, okay, you get rid of one thing, I get rid of one thing. Second day, two things, two things. And it went on like this. So what about day 30? You're getting rid of 30 things each? Yes. Yeah, you got paper clips. <laughs> <laughs> You're just like, uh, what can I throw hold on, out? Hold on, I don't take the tissue out of the box. There you go. <laughs> I don't think we made it to 30. I think no. we made it to like 17. That's a and lot. It, it is. It was hard. Yeah. You know, so... Again, I went into my sock drawer and I'm thinking, okay, how many pairs of socks haven't I worn? Which ones I, have holes? Yes, <laughs> that's right. And uh, what else? You know, just tie everything. You're just kind of walking through your house thinking, what can I get rid of this week? What Or today or today, whatever, the next day. But it was funny because it was him who come out and go into the office and come out with like, 10 paper clips or 10 pencils or something. I said, Jamie, no, done. it's got to be. He, was, he didn't want to do it anymore. Right? <laughs> he didn't have anything to get rid of yeah, except for exactly. his vinyl albums That's at right. that point. Yeah. That's right. Well, that was a fun game. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, so I do want to talk about your van a little too. Mm -hmm. uh, for us, we we did like a DIY build it yourself type of thing. You went a little bit of a different route and you had uh, somebody else uh, build all the cabinetry, correct? That's and, correct, um, yes. Actually, an amazing uh, designer and somebody who is great at building cabinetry in a van space. Can you tell us about that? Sure. So we bought the van as a shell, and um, we wanted to... One year old. was one year old. We wanted to build it out and not have to do it again because we're getting on in our... I'm never doing this again. <laughs> That's what I said. I'm never doing it again. <laughs> well, you didn't really have to do all of it. No, but. you no. didn't. No. no. Yeah. It was enough. Yeah. So we did pay somebody to do all our electrical, and then we happened to cross paths at the right time with uh, Andy from Overland Interiors, and with him, we designed our van, and everything, it just like 
fit together perfectly. Andy listened and it was one of his first major builds, um, the size of our Mercedes Sprinter there. And it turned out fantastic. Uh, everything's still holding together. Um, the space, he lists, you know, like just like where our Berkey sits. It's a holder and it's a ladder for us to climb up to bed as well. You know, so it was really nice um, designing it with him. Yeah, he really thought about all the different aspects to it. Uh, we actually have done a podcast with Andy as oh, well. Oh, you did? Okay. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Uh, Make sure you say the name. Uh, Overland Interiors. That's right. I, I don't know exactly what number podcast is, but we'll definitely leave it in like the link in the description down below so okay, they can find that. Okay, that'd be that. great. Yeah. But yeah, I, I mean, yeah. he's such a great guy, incredibly thoughtful, mm -hmm. and really is an amazing uh, woodworker. Yeah, oh my goodness, yeah. Yeah, you'll have to... Um, I think yeah, we've we've we focused on our uh, lagoon table with Andy. That was the first one he created. And what's in our tabletop? Um, beer bottle caps. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a hobby, not a problem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you can tell it's definitely a hobby, not a problem for you. Yeah, like for, uh, for, for somebody who has a designated beer fridge in the back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there you go. You're giving away some of the designs, so there you go. Yeah. Well, also, you guys have made uh, good use of your hobby yes. in terms of places to stay yes. and going and visiting all these different breweries and then having a safe overnight. Convincing several of them to get onto Harvest Host, yes. and then yeah, and then being safe in their parking lot. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, and also not having to like drink and drive as well. You know, yes. you, you don't have to have a DD or anything like that at that point. I, just... I always remember the the one guy said to us. He just looked at me when I asked him if we could stay. He said. I would never encourage anybody to drink and drive. Would you like another round? Yeah. Well, and, and the beauty of it is then, like, you know, he's obviously getting more business as That's well. That's right. And exactly. then also at the same time, you know, I think that all breweries and all bars and all these places should always entice people to stay rather mm -hmm. than to leave just because yeah. it would it would create way less, you know, friction on the road and That's whatnot as so well. True. Definitely, yeah. definitely. Yeah, so that was the other thing. So music festivals, breweries, breweries, and what have pickleball. we? Pickleball. <laughs> pickleball. Yeah, I just got introduced to this pickleball thing. I think I'm a fan. <laughs> it's it's not for old people anymore. It's for all ages. All ages. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Us young people are going to start to take over. You I have? don't know how I say us young people because I'm like kind of getting in the middle there a little bit. <laughs> you know right. what I mean? I'm like cutting close to the edge. Got a, got a few gray hairs there. Yeah, they're even in my beard now. That's kind of. It's it's actually chrome. It's not gray. Okay. Okay. I would like to be called a silver fox. Oh, please, thank wow. you. Wow. <laughs> Alex is I'm shaking her head. Eyes, yeah. <laughs> All right, fine. I'm a gray wolf. <laughs> oh, there you go. I like Even that. Better. That's better. Yes. I like that. <laughs> Liam Neeson movie. Oh, is it? Okay. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, we've we've got a lot of little hobbies that we like to do on the way. Um, do we always go to a brewery? No. You know, so we'll end up on trail trail areas and we'll embrace you know a hike bike riding we're not into like the real overlanding kind of um traveling but at least we have activities we love to do we meet the community we introduce them to pickleball maybe the next van meetup will be 
van life slash pickleball at some pickleball court. That'd be dope, have a honestly. Giant tournament. Yes, that's right. Like a round Great robin. Yes, yeah, yeah. So yeah. I'll get Sean and Tozer to work on that. <laughs> yeah, perfect. I feel like they're like the the top tier pickleball people here in a sense, right? They know a lot of people in pickleball, so. Yeah. Yeah. And they're the ones who introduced us to it, so it's yeah. their fault. It's all their fault. <laughs> We're blaming you guys. You hear that? Yeah. You are to blame for our pickable, uh, you know, problems. Yes. And we thank you. <laughs> nice. So let me ask you this. You guys have obviously done Van Life Canada. You've done Van Life the United States. You've been into Baja. Mm -hmm. Yes. You've done all of these different places. What were some of maybe your favorites or highlights of, like, locations that were great for Van Life, great for you guys to enjoy on the road? Um, just recently we went to Breaking Bad House and the Breaking Bad Museum in Albuquerque. That was pretty sweet. Actually, we let we I actually enjoyed Albuquerque. Um, it's just the, well, the, the, the whole, whole state is seven thousand feet above sea level. It's like you're driving on this big plateau of a mountain. It's Whoa, ridiculous. That's wild. Uh, did they have like active, uh, like, you know, how sometimes they have interactive stuff at like museums and things like that. Did they have like interactive meth cooking class? No, <laughs> we didn't find <laughs> it yet. But I did get to stand in the kitchen of Los Polos with the hat and everything in the apron. Yeah, that, that was at a museum. But Albuquerque is actually one of the uh, fastest growing pickleball, pickleball for pickleball area. in the United States. Yeah. So we... Went to a few breweries there, and again, it's one of the fastest growing uh, areas for breweries. But just the whole, like the, I don't know, like the Red Rock, like the mountains and yeah, stuff yeah. around that whole, it's just, it's mysterious, you know, and we didn't have problems finding anywhere to park. Uh, a lot of great hiking areas there. Um, did you find any... Nothing, nothing no. really bad about that, but that was your favorite area. One of them, yeah. yeah. Um, Nova Scotia. The whole East Coast? Yeah, the whole East Coast is just ridiculous. It's They're the, in the, a good the way. The people there are so nice, and just the ocean. I miss the smell of the ocean mm. growing up on the south coast of England. Mm -hmm. I miss the, the seagulls, the, the smell of seaweed, the, mm. and the salty air. I miss that. And when I go to Nova Scotia, I feel that. Yeah. And I'm yeah. like, this is where I want to be. Interesting. Yeah. So you're like being taken back to childhood oh, in yeah. a sense. Yeah. I remember going to days at the beach. Yeah. You know, oh, yeah. Yeah. And me being from um, Guyana, so we were on the water, the seawall. And we traveled out west, thought maybe we would want to buy something out there. And my sister-in-law had said to me, you just sold your home. Is there a rush for you to buy something? Because I was so close to buying something out west. And I thought about what she said. And I thought, there's no rush. Like, we're not ready to give up this life. And she said, you haven't been to the East Coast yet. Go do all that before you decide where you want to settle. So when we went out there, I think we both felt like we were coming home to our childhood because me being near the ocean too, Jamie, and we, we realized that that was what the draw was as well, being out there. And then the community uh, aspect, the people being so welcoming. Uh, we were supposed to be home, I think, Thanksgiving that year and of October. And I think we only planned on going into Cape Breton and Nova Scotia for like a week, maybe two weeks. And it turned into 11 weeks. We didn't get and we literally home. lived on these people's driveway for three weeks. They left the front door unlocked Love and we hung out with them, played cards with them, went to the distillery with them, went to do kitchen Kayleys with them. And, you know, we went to uh, 
What else did we do? They went to the Legion to for karaoke Yoke. night. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's this kind of stuff. Yeah. You know? So, and I think we ended up getting back December 13th. Yeah. That year we were out. In and the, just in case anybody didn't know, Canadian Thanksgiving is actually in October. October, yes. yeah. So, it was so it's not like it was like late no, November no, and no. then you got there early. You spent like an entire extra month plus. Yes, exactly. And we got to see the fall colors in Cape Breton because yes. when, we, when, we, when we, we were at a harvest host and, yes. and at the apple orchard, and the farmer said, oh, you don't want to be going now. You're going to have to wait a week. Yeah, you don't want to miss the fall colors. We ended up waiting, and then he finally says, you know what, you should probably wait two to three weeks. Then you're really going to get it. So we ended up just staying and staying and staying. That's beautiful. It sounds, yeah. it sounds like you like found your like your home, like exactly. the place you want to possibly be. I mean, obviously, there's always ebbs and flows and things. That's right, but, yeah. But and lots of, of great music festivals out there. Why is everybody out he can sing and play an instrument. Like, like everybody. It just baffles yeah. me. I mean, even our friends, you know, she's playing the guitar, you know, he's playing the mouth organ, and I'm like, what do you play? The radio? <laughs> yeah, that's it. Right FM there. radio. Oh, I, got, I have a mean tambourine. Yes, oh. that's yeah. right. Yeah. 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 We, even, we even met a guy... Spoons, unbelievable! Oh my goodness, mm. yes, yes. I and think I like, have a little video on our Instagram page of him. The only spooning I do is with my <laughs> wife and bed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, different kind of spooning. Yeah. So where else is one of your favorite? So favorites? that's my favorite, and I do, I love Arizona. As for what we've seen, um, maybe not so much as a community, but just. The availability to go and park up on there, they call it BLM, BLM land. land. Yeah. Yes. Bureau of Land Management. Yeah, and just all the um, parks and stuff you can go through. So we're hoping to do that in January. We haven't done a lot of it, so we may not make it down to Baja this year again. So if not, we're just going to go right into Arizona and concentrate on Utah and Nevada and all that. And, yeah. and take in as much as we can. Yeah, I think what is so unexpected about Arizona is like a lot of people think of it as just a desert, but realistically, they have some pretty high mountain ranges yes. there, and yep. you have like a big change of different types of like forest to the desert. That's right. And then you even have like some tropical stuff there too, as well. So it's like a big mixture of all different types of landscapes. And, yes, yes. You know, it's, it's, you can I don't know, it's very beautiful. You can snowboard and ski. Right. Yeah, Flagstaff, <laughs> Flagstaff is a Flagstaff is a big area yeah, for that. Yeah, um, yeah. The mountains aren't like ginormous mm-hmm. by any means, but they get a lot of snow. Yes. Actually, every time we're in Flagstaff, it snows. Every, okay, every, every single time. time. Okay. Yeah. We we always like happen to hit it like October oh, or like okay. around mm-hmm. this time where the cold weather's starting to come in. But for whatever reason, it just like we're there. It snows. Yes. Yes. Because yeah, the elevation is what. 7,000 feet, I think. Is uh, at least 7, yeah, yeah. 8,000 about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when you get up, like, up, up into their mountains, I think one of them is about 11,000 feet. Yeah, like, okay. um, so that's it's, where it's they go to, to, to uh, avoid the heat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, up into mm-hmm. Flagstaff area. In the well, you, can, you can be like a 60 degree. Well, when we went up there, we were in Tempe. It was 118 degrees on the dash of the rental car. This is in the month of. 
July. Okay, it was July. I'll give you that. And people are like, why are you in Arizona in July? We're like, I don't know. And we went up to Flagstaff and it was 56 degrees wow. up there yes. in one day. Yeah. And we yeah. were huddled around waiting for the sunrise with a blanket around us, <laughs> waiting for the sun to come up. Elevation's crazy, man. Yeah. Like that's We were talking about people with that about like Mexico, like that they're scared to go there yeah. in the summertime. That's right. Just yeah. go hit the mountains. Yeah, like, what you said that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it makes sense. It, I mean, the mountains, it's the tallest city, I think, in North America, Mexico oh, City. Okay. So mm-hmm. it's like on average, it's 75 degrees Fahrenheit every single day. Nice. Every so single that's, day. That's comfort that's yeah. like san diego weather every yeah, we, day we were driving back to the states and like since we're coming from central america back to the states we got to like an outskirt of mexico city and we were there we woke up in the morning and it's getting closer it's like i guess it was middle of winter at that point and it was legit 40 degrees when we woke up like the windows are freezing what yeah wow. it was wild yeah we were not prepared and i think our <laughs> heater wasn't working at the moment because Something was like clogged up on it. We could, I don't know what happened, but so we couldn't turn our heater on. Okay. So we were just like super bundled and like <laughs> under all of the blankets and was like, oh my God, we're yeah. not ready for this. No. Basically, I just haven't, I didn't do like the winter like startup yet. And so we, we weren't running it because of that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 We yes. haven't run ours in a while. It's been a few weeks. Weeks? Yeah. Probably a Months. month. Couple months. Well, summer's here. That's um, right. So you guys didn't mention Baja at all. Last summer was, or last winter was your first time going down to Baja. Yes. What was that experience like for you guys? Yeah. Can you uh, hear the rain in the headset? Um, not really. I can. I hear it lightly, like a little. Yeah, I think it'll be it'll be fine. But like, this is what van life is. So I'm I'm excited for the listeners to actually get to hear like the rain in the background. This is not a sound effect. No, it is not. Sitting here, I'm watching the rain come down, but it's a good feeling. Gertie's going to get a wash. Yeah, no, she won't. (laughs) So Baja, uh, Baja are you changing the subject? I'm trying to talk about Baja. Baja. (laughs) He only does that on the podcast, just like you guys know. (laughs) It's been somewhere I've wanted to go since getting in the van, and... Jamie, not so much. So it's taken a few years to kind of say, let's do this. We'll be fine. It's not like we look for trouble or we, you know, we have our senses on and we won't park places. Anyway, still was not on board. And then uh, thankful to social media, Instagram, you meet so many people. So we met this couple uh, out, where are they? They're near San Diego. And, uh, yeah, so we ended up, like, conversing with them, and I noticed that they were taking some people down. And I messaged them, and I said, hmm, would you be interested in guiding two crazy, scared Canadians to Baja? And uh, right away, they responded, by all means, we'd love to take you guys. So it's, it's you've, I think you've done a podcast with them. Yes. It's Rich and Robin from our Midlife Fan. Yeah, amazing people. Yeah, so we meet, we had a video chat, you know, about expectations. And we pretty much said, we have no expectations. We know you know what you're doing. We just want you to, we just want to follow, you know, like your kind of journey. So we've met up with them. And even, the, let me, even a week before I said to her, yeah, I don't want to go. We were in Phoenix at our cousin's, and I said to her, I don't want to go. I don't want to go. And why? she was like, why? I go, because 
I don't feel safe. I don't think the boys want us to go. And I was worried about how they felt with us going to Mexico. And, and then when she talks to them, they're like, no, we're fine. I'm like, well, that changed pretty quick. Because a couple of years ago, they were like, oh, we don't want you going to Mexico. It's not safe. And, and I, was wor I was more worried about them. Their reaction. Yeah. And about what I was going to miss, maybe. So realistically, you were just trying to be a good father. Yes. That was also very scared. Yes. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Using your fatherhood as a crutch to not go to Mexico. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> and it backfired. It did backfire. Yeah, so, because I said, okay, I'll ask the boys, like, if they don't want us to go, I want to hear what, why. And right away when I mentioned that, you know, dad was worried about what you guys think about us going to Mexico, they're like go like we know you guys make good choices you're you'll be fine go and he was like <laughs> yeah yeah so that was the determining factor that i actually think that made that. him yes. comfortable yeah. to go yeah. Yeah. yeah so then we met rich and robin in rego springs and the next day we crossed into baja and the experience i think for jamie uh, i give him so much credit for driving those roads and we were, he was not used to that, right? And the narrowness and everything. Mm -hmm. So I think that was the fear factor as well. Um, but coming back, I could tell how much more comfortable he felt being on the I road. I had the seat reclined. I was just like <laughs> driving like this. <laughs> one hand up, yeah. the other yeah. one relaxing. Yeah, so uh, my most favorite part, I think, in Baja was the east. Is it, they call it the East Cape? East Cape, yeah. Yes. Yeah, it's really beautiful over there. Cortez. Yeah, was yeah. it Sea Cortez? Yeah, so, yeah. Well, so you have the Bay of Conception, yes, that's uh, right. which is the Sea of Cortez. Mm -hmm. It's the uh, same thing, just the, they named two different things. Yeah. Uh, and then um, the East Cape would be like just uh, east of Cabo. So right. e e northeast of Cabo, yes. slightly. And uh, yeah, it's an absolute beautiful area, stunning. It the is. The beaches there are amazing. Oh, amazing. Crazy. And the whale watching, like just from the beach, too, and seeing. I, what do they call those? The manatee? Huh? Uh, the ones that would jump. The fish. The dolphins? Oh, the, fly, the flying fish? The manatees? No, no. No, the, no, uh, manatees the, the, definitely the don't jump out of the water. They're <laughs> like right. big They're ass big cows. Ass. The, the rays. The rays. The rays, yeah. 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 Yes, okay. Yeah, that was nice. Yeah, the flying the dolphins, rays. Yeah, mm -hmm. as well. Yeah, so, and it was just so relaxed there. Definitely spacious. Mm -hmm. Lots of places to park along that area. Everybody was friendly. Yes, everybody. Yeah. There was not a single day where I thought, oh, yesterday wasn't so good. You know, I didn't feel safe there or, you know, that was a bit sketch or no, it was we felt safe the whole time we were down there. So a little deeper question into that then, like, what is it? How does that make you feel about maybe like the news you hear or like the fear that, you know, it's it's just the fear factor there. It's just it's just the news getting there their viewers in just to you know they hook them and yeah it's but people do live by fear just oh, by yeah. hearing you know the news and stuff like that and um you know and and jamie's our news news reporter you know when it comes oh, i'm to always <laughs> giving the, the news to the kids the weather the news you hear about this and so and so and they're like because they, they don't watch the news anymore they say we just wait for you to phone us and tell us <laughs> nice yeah so so that's what i always say to him you know like don't listen to the news mm -hmm. you know i know when we get down there we will be safe because we make better choices good choices you know and just have some rules in place, like no traveling at night, you know, and, and and it all worked out. And having Rich and Robin guide us, Jamie and I absolutely didn't have to think about anything because 
problem and say, okay, today we're heading to such and such. There's no banks there, so if you need money, let's make sure we get it here. When we get to this town, we're gonna do laundry there, get this, and this is the best taco stand we gotta go to. So it was wonderful. Oh, it was, that makes yeah. so amazing. I know. She literally had a spreadsheet yeah. On her phone, and, and, and you could see all the itinerary and everything. She'd be like, okay, um, so tomorrow we're going to do this in the morning, and then we'll put water in there. And then all we can do tacos there. And unless you guys want to do anything, and we're like, no, we're good. Just just keep, we'll just keep following you. Yeah. We're good. It was so easy. Yes. Yeah, so sorry. Um, with van life, often one of the things people complain about is decision fatigue, because you do have to make a lot of decisions every day. Where am I going to eat? Where am I going to get water? Where's so the laundromat? Where are we going to park? All of these, like, Sleep. So, yeah. like, to have somebody just, like, hand it to you, especially somewhere where you were maybe feeling, like, a little bit hesitant to begin with, and they're just like, here's how we make it super easy. Yes. I can and see why people would, like, pay for a service like that. Exactly. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was stress-free. It yes, really yes, was. Yeah. So I guess the the main question is we're going to have to ask Rich and Robin when their next, uh, you know, taking people down the Baja adventure is going to be. Exactly. And if you guys want to hit them up, we'll also throw their information down below uh, and maybe we could help them, you know, gather more people because it sounds like you had an amazing experience. Yeah, and definitely. I think that if you're like a little bit scared to do this, yeah. this is like a great opportunity to like just kind of be stress-free about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. No, I think that, that was their fourth trip down and um, learning also. Rich was like Jamie. He never wanted to go. And they they had joined a group the first time they went, went down and then came back and said, you know, okay, we're comfortable. We can do this. Now he's right on board. Yeah, yeah. I feel like Rich is now, like, he doesn't want to leave now. No, he no. doesn't. <laughs> well, but that's why he got the Starling. He just, I'll just go down there and, and, and they'll see me down there and I'll keep getting charged the Mexican rate <laughs> instead of the Perfect. American rate. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, we did the similar thing. Yeah. Cool. All right. So let me ask you guys this. If you had advice for people who were thinking about doing van life maybe they're on the fence and maybe they're listening to get like ideas of you know what they must have on the road or i don't know just like what would you say to like a newbie it's funny you should ask this question <laughs> we we just another couple um that had been following us on youtube uh, last year we met them and They've been thinking about doing van life, and uh, they asked us to come over. They had lots of questions. And so we did that. We went and sat with them, and she had a sheet of questions and just about, so how do you decide where you're going to go? How do you know how long you're going to stay? Where, and, and, like, and her husband's like, but how do you do everything when you get to that, say, state? I said, you don't. She, he said, Joanne's got this list of all these places we have to go to, like the fear of missing out. Yeah. And so I said, whatever you don't get to this trip, yeah, hit it or hit it the next time around. Perfect. Right. Because you're not just in this for a few months. You, you're making the commitment to embrace van life fully. So definitely. Because you had to explain to them, there's no rush here. Yes. Yes. You know, it's still going to be there. Yeah. Just enjoy because there's so many times you get to a place you might not like it. You might be there a few hours and then you can go somewhere else. Mm -hmm. But you might get somewhere and go, OK, we're going to stay here three or four days. Yeah. Oh, but also don't make commitments because you could have told somebody, oh, we're going to be there tomorrow. But now you're here and then you got to tell them, well, we're going to be late. So if we're coming through, we'll see you. If not, yeah. we'll get yeah. you next time. Yeah. So the beginning, uh, we highly recommend you try it before you invest in it. 
um, rent a van. There's so many companies out there now that are that are renting, and uh, even like people who have their own vans, if they're not using it, are renting it out. Mm -hmm. So try it first. Learn the ins and outs of it because you know, like you say. Every day you're worrying about where are you going to fill up water, where are we sleeping tonight, where, you know, where are we going to do groceries, things like that, safety as well, you know. So try it like that. Um, definitely reach out to the community. Uh, maybe somebody close to your town. Ask if you can see their van you know, just to see what it's like. Yeah. Um, and get advice from them, too. Yeah, I think that's wonderful advice. Go ahead. We did so many van tours in like grocery parking lots and pe people would just be walking by and they do the little head thing. And, and then you look out and you go, do you want to see inside the van? Yeah. And they would say, oh, I don't want to intrude. No, no, no. We love doing this stuff. Yeah, yeah. You know, and they love it because, you know, well, we, we've heard about it. We've seen it on YouTube and we, we don't know if we can do it. But it's it's when you actually get inside a van and you get to see the, the space, that's different than seeing it on YouTube. 100%. Yeah. And then they look inside and they go, wow, this is so much better than what we've seen on TV. Yeah. And it's not because like... The ones on TV don't look good. No, they it's don't. It's just because you automatically imagine that it's such a tiny space yes. that you can't even, like, stand in it. Yes. You just feel crammed, I guess. Mm -hmm. But when you actually step inside one, like, it feels way more open than what you expect. So true. Yeah. Depending on the build. And you guys and have a pretty open build. Yeah, whereas so. it's pretty open, yeah. Yeah. Um, so two things I want to say. One, I think it's wonderful about, like, the whole aspect of, like... When you're in that parking lot and somebody's looking and you, uh, you ask, do you want to look in? You know, all of us van lifers seem to be very willing to show off, like, what we're so proud of is yes. our house. How many times is somebody walking by your house and they look and they go, do you want to come check out our house? Never. That no. never happens. No. <laughs> and we will, like, walk by and we're like, oh, your garden is beautiful, like, blah, 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 because yeah. they're out there, like, you know, picking weeds or whatever. <laughs> Not one time have they invited us in. Aww. I don't get it. I mean, I'm not saying that I wanted to go in, but like the invitation doesn't even happen, no, you know? No, no. And then I also think that that advice that you gave on the aspect of like you could go back, I think that's the first time we ever got that advice on this podcast. Okay. And I think that's really important okay. because yeah. a lot of us get on the road and immediately think we're in like vacation mode or mm -hmm. we feel that like right. we got to hit everything all at once. That's right. And it, it's a hard thing to get past. But then once you're on the road for a little bit, you realize, oh, I don't need to go so hard or so fast or whatever. Yes, yes. I have time. Mm -hmm. You know, time is finally on your side. side. So true. Yeah. Yeah. So we, I mean, we, it took us our first year of traveling to realize the whole thing about making commitments to see people. Like, I know I have family here, family there, and I let them know we're coming through. Okay, so when do you think you'll be here? I said, okay, maybe like on the 25th we'll be there. And uh, so we did that one time, um, trying to make our way back for get-together to Ontario. It, it was for her birthday. Oh, sweet. No pressure. So I think we had like three days where Jamie was driving. 3,600 kilometers in three wow. days. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. Because we kept stopping on the way. And, and we, so we were running out of days, but we kept stopping places going, oh, got to stop here. Got to stop there. And then all of a sudden we're like, we have three days to get back. Yes. So we were pushing and pushing it. And then the last day of driving, he, his body kind of just shut down. Mm -hmm. And he's like, 
pulled over to the side of this highway. He's like, I think I'm going to be sick. I'm sick. And I, I think I'm going to pass out. And I'm yelling at him, don't close your eyes. Look at me. Look at me. And I'm wetting him with a towel, you know. And he's like, okay, okay. We'll just sleep at the side of the road. I said, we're not sleeping at the side of the road. I'm going to drive the van to the next town. Nice. And I, I'm not fond of driving the road, the vehicle myself because I just find it so heavy. Anyway, I did. We did make it to the next town over, and over slept. To the, over to Tim Hortons. Yeah, slept Where in the Espanola. Yes, Ontario. Ontario. Yeah, the so, booming metropolis. Yes. Oh, huge Tim Hortons right with the Nestle gas station right there. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so from that day on, I said to myself, "Okay, no more commitments. We're coming through, and you're there. We'll see you." Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's so. super common for people in their first year. Yes. Because often we're coming from like an environment where you only get a certain amount of days of vacation a year. Mm-hmm. So you feel like, okay, if I'm going to Albuquerque, I have to see everything there's possibly yep. to yes. see here. Because when will I ever come back? Yes. I've only got this limited amount of time. Yes. So um, whereas like to get out of that mindset of like vacation versus like full time mm-hmm. on the road is it's a transition. Yes. And I feel like you almost have to burn out yeah. to yeah. really realize mm-hmm. that like, wow, this is not sustainable. Mm-hmm. Like this, we were trying to do all this those This isn't mountains. what I signed up for. Yeah. Like this was supposed to be relaxing <laughs> yeah. and I'm supposed to like do van life. Yeah, they said. It'll you be have fun, all these they ideas said. of yeah. like, oh, it's going to be so peaceful and blah, blah, blah. And then you just hit it hard and fast and you're going and you're like, whoa, this is a lot. Yes. So yeah. yeah, I think people should really like take the advice from the people from the who've people done it so you maybe you could avoid a little bit of that right. I basically just want to say like challenges are fun and like it's great to challenge yourself but you know if you are having that feeling of burnout then like the challenge isn't worth it no no you know what I mean not. No. Like, no. It, it's okay to like say you know what this one beat me that's right you know and you or learn you from just that. take it at a slower pace like who said you have to do 50 states faster than anybody ever did 50 states <laughs> yeah you know, yeah, yeah. or what like, you oh, I've remember? only got six months, you know, <laughs> and then you just spend the whole time on the highway and sleeping at Cracker Barrels, which yeah. I love. I'm not yeah. mad about Cracker Barrel at all, but that's not like what you came to the state to see. No, no, you no. Know? Yeah, exactly. It's it's almost like being on a cruise when they when they dump you off at port. Okay, you got eight hours. Get around that island and get oh. back. And there's people running for the ship as it's pulling away. I almost missed the ship once because <laughs> of that. I was in Mexico too. We were in, uh, uh, me and my buddy, we went out to Senor Frogs and Three Amigos okay. in, uh, I think, I want to say it was Cabo. But, uh, but yeah, oh, it was Cozumel. Okay. And uh, I remember going out there, and, I mean, I I just turned 21. Oh, and, party time. Yeah, I mean. Young and reckless. Yo, we got hammered. <laughs> but, like, we were at the, we were at Senor Frogs, and we're going around the conga line, and they're just pouring tequila in your mouth. And, you know, we're having a good time. And I remember my friend being so drunk that I had to, like, drag him back into, like, a taxi. Uh And then I tried to tell the taxi we have to go to the, you know, the boatyard. And then he brought us to the wrong boatyard. And he charged us a lot more money than what it would cost. (laughs) And then so now we're at the wrong boatyard. And now I'm, like, I'm hammered. But at the same time, I'm trying to figure out. What boatyard are we in? <laughs> Luckily, my friend had me because my friend would not have made it back. Oh, God. We got back to the room. Uh, we were the last people getting on the boat. Got back to the room, and I had to just toss him in the shower oh. and turn the shower on him <laughs> and just let him sit You're in the shower friend. for hours because, yeah. like, that, that's what happened. You know, yeah. that's how it was. Yes. 
But all I hate the that. good old days. Yeah, all the good old days for sure. But I, I hate the fact of having to be rushed. Yeah. And I think that's one of the most amazing things about fan life is the fact that's that right. we don't ever have to feel rushed. There's such a calmness to it, don't you find? Mm-hmm. Like I just, we get up in the morning and, you know, we have our routine. And yes, Jamie makes me my coffee every morning, you know, and... Uh, and then we'll decide, okay, are we staying here longer? Are we, where do you want to go to? You know, we may have an idea, but there's no rush. Yeah. You know, no Nothing rush. Nothing but good vibes, yes. good vibes. That's you right. Know? Good yeah. vibes, let's good just, vibes. Let's just go sit at a park for the day and, and do nothing. Yeah. That's yeah. great. That's where you catch up with your paperwork and your bills and your, yeah. hmm, have I checked the bank account recently, you know? Yeah, for sure. But realistically, like, thank you guys so much. We loved having you on the podcast. It was amazing. Thank you for giving us thank your thoughts. You. Uh, thank you for setting up these community events. Uh, we'll definitely we love be at, it. Yeah, yeah, we'll definitely be at more of them Excellent. For sure. Yes. Yeah, Excellent. Yeah. No, it's, it's a good, good feeling when we can all come together and hear positive feedback and... People want it more. You know, yeah. Pam wants to do a whole month meetup. <laughs> yeah, a whole month. <laughs> I think by then we'll be sick of each other. <laughs> <laughs> a whole month of pickleball. Yeah. Your calves will be like oh. ripped. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But so, thank you too, guys, for having us on. This is our first podcast. We've never done anything go. like it. Yeah. Yeah. Best, first. best one ever. Wow. <laughs> Thanks, guys. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, so we'll send everybody to your Instagram, a.van.degroot. A. Yes. And yeah, we're so grateful that we met you guys and we're excited to hang out some more. Yes. I can't wait to hold that baby. <laughs> <laughs> and we hope you all have an FNA day. Hey, everybody knows it's true. Band Life YouTube channel, what they do. Everybody's got to get money. Everybody's about to get money. Make sure you subscribe to their YouTube channel, FNA Van Life. All that.